Hello, my name is David Tan, and this is Light to Color. Here we talk with creatives of all kinds about how and why they do what they do, and how they got so dang good at it. On today's episode, we have Adam Ragsdale, a musician based out of Oklahoma City. Hi, my name is Adam Ragsdale. I am a musician and actor, but primarily a musician. Um, and I started writing when I was a senior in high school, so 2015, but I've been playing piano since about second grade. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where everything derives from is my piano. So did you want to do that or like, was it forced upon you? Were you like musically? No, it was forced. I have three sisters and my mom forced all four of us to, take lessons weekly and it was terrible i hated my life i i wanted to quit so bad um several times but my mom told me i could quit anything else but i had to stay in piano so of course by the time i started writing i was very thankful that i had taken piano so yeah i was forced as well but i kind of <laughs> twisted their arm to make sure i oh yeah never went back cartoon network <laughs> was calling so oh uh, yeah but yeah, you feel, obviously you pursued it some more. Were there any like mentors in your life? Like how did you get to songwriting senior year of high school? Yeah, so I had started singing actually my freshman year of high school when my sister talked me into joining the musical. So I was on the basketball team and I was like, no way, I'm not doing musical and basketball. I'm my older sister was a senior and I was a freshman, so she convinced me to do it. So it was the first time I sang and I I didn't think I was like the best singer, but I was like, I'm not tone deaf, so maybe I continue to kind of do that a little bit. But she, my older sister, she we kind of did this competition called Fine Arts where, that involved a bunch of different categories, you know, acting and music and stuff. But I primarily did the acting and she did songwriting actually. And so she started songwriting mainly worship music and um that's when uh i was like man she's decent at songwriting like maybe i could be decent too and so mm -hmm. i had tried songwriting and i sucked at it so i was like i need to just pursue maybe doing poetry and then making that into a song and so that's how i kind of got into it so i would say my sister was my main inspiration for songwriting but yeah Nice. So you continued your high school musical career, right? <laughs> I, the last musical I did was my senior year of high school, but yeah, I did musical every year in high school. And so, um, and then after that, I, I got really plugged into my college and did a lot of acting and music there, but I never did any musicals in my college. So cool. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your acting, if you will. Are you still doing that? Yeah, I'm still doing um, film is more that pursuit. But I had landed a role in a film about a month before quarantine hit, and it was supposed to film in April. And so it got pushed back. So I'm still doing that. And then I'm still auditioning here and there for some films, as well as kind of trying to create my own opportunities as far as like writing music videos for new releases and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Did you direct most of your music videos on your own or like a collaborative 
vision? It's everything I've done has pretty much been collaborative, especially in my music too. I wouldn't be where I am at all today without the help of other people. And so it definitely, it starts with my idea and my vision for it. But as soon as I get somebody else that also has a cool creative twist into the project and kind of we establish a vision between the both of us, then that's when we're able to cohesively collaborate. And so a buddy of mine from college helped me with my drive-in music video. um, And we kind of got together on that. And I had a basis of a storyline, but he obviously added a lot more like cool visual elements that I wouldn't have thought of. And then for Lovable, I, that was, it was my idea altogether, but I obviously wasn't the one filming and it was a one shot. And so Jared Anthony had a lot to do with um, directing in that sense. So um, yeah, definitely collaboration. Cool. Is there music collaborative too? Like how does like producing, writing? Yeah. So I am, I would say I'm a decent producer, but I'm not anywhere near where I want to be yet. And so um, my first album, I still think about us. I primarily worked with another, I co-produced with my friend Ben Cravens and um, he had a little studio set up at his place and um, we worked on that. And so what I would do is I would kind of mix everything on my own. I would go to his, we'd record all live instruments there um, and vocals and then I'd come back and mix more and so um, yeah, and then my EP um, I worked on with a buddy named Sean Abhari and so he co-produced and he's in another band and he produces for them and so um, we worked really well on that together and so yeah nice. I've co-produced everything are you playing all the instruments or no so i i start off every i obviously play piano and so that's like the basis of pretty much all my music is piano um obviously i have piano instrumentals and i kind of highlight that instrument i'm starting to try to learn guitar i don't i write all the melodies but i don't play it and so i compose everything but then i i bring in live instrumentalists to record my compositions for me and so um a couple of my friends who are incredible musicians have come in and have contributed some like I have a friend named Jordan Spence and he has done a lot of uh, cool um, additions to my music as far as melodically, you know, guitar driven things. And, you know, I have a friend named Trey who is an incredible bassist and he did all of I still think about us. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely been a collaborative effort and instruments as well. And so it's funny because sometimes people will just assume that I play guitar. And of course, I wish I play guitar, but I because I have heavy guitar, you know, and I, I have uh, some guitar solos and and then they get mad when they find out that I don't play guitar. And it's it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm very like I would say I'm very orchestral minded. And so I, I like to think of it as like a score piece rather than like mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't attack a Hans Zimmer or a, uh, you know, John Williams for not being able to play the violin, but they still write the melodies and they still compose them. And then they bring in violinists to play that part. And so it's still under their name. They're just the composer. And so that's kind of how I view myself as I'm primarily a composer and uh, slowly starting to learn other instruments as well, too. 
Nice. So I know that the whole orchestral like score scene is really influential to you. You've quoted like Hans Zimmer and Justin Hurwitz as one yeah. of your as two of your favorites. Do you have like a favorite soundtrack of theirs? Maybe for Hans Zimmer and one side by side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um don't ask me the com- to compare the two because I don't yeah. know which one I would They're completely but, different. Um, I know. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Um, Hans Zimmer is definitely Interstellar. I yeah. am so inspired by Interstellar. Like, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about it later. But my new work is very centered around Interstellar. Actually, um, just as a as a movie, like the whole movie, um, I'm a lot of my work is inspired by that. But um, Justin Hurwitz, La La Land, the whole score is just. Phenomenal. I mean, everything he's done so far has been incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, Whiplash was awesome too. So, but um, La La Land has been probably out of like literally anything in my entire life the most inspirational piece. I don't even, you know, so like musically, acting wise, visually, like everything is just so inspirational to me. And so, um, yeah, it'd be La La Land and Interstellar. Nice. So, yeah, let's talk about some of your current projects uh, or upcoming stuff. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to try. I'm trying not to give too much away because there's some mystery there. But I've been working on it since last year, and um, there's still about a year left. So um, there's a lot of work going into it. It's my biggest project by far a lot of collaboration going into it, bringing in a lot of different people to make sure that every element in each track is just the best that it could be. And so from pulling in drummers of other bands to kind of give their percussive ear to my songs or bringing in other people who are very textural minded, uh, just adding really cool elements and being a little bit more experimental than I've been trying to push my creativity but i will say what i'm working on right now the project as a whole is going to be more of a cinematic experience than it will be get you know traditional album experience and so i'm pretty excited about it but it means it's also a lot of um having to do a lot of research and brainstorming because it's a ton of new stuff that i've never dealt with and that i don't know if it has been done necessarily before so we'll see but i'm excited overall yeah do you have a timeline or is everything just up in the air everything's kind of up in the air and the reason i don't have a timeline is because in the past i've given myself a timeline and then it gets to the end and i'm like you know these songs could be better produced Mm -hmm. production wise or but it's like i know i have to put more money into them or it's going to take more time so then i just kind of release them and so i'm not not proud of any of the songs i've released i'm extremely proud of all of them but i know that production wise they're just not there yet you know so mm. with this album i was like it's gonna be my biggest project it's gonna be the most time i've ever spent on an album before as well as each individual song and so i was like because of that i'm gonna make sure that it is where it needs to be production wise and um that's gonna take me a little bit so I'm not putting a timeline on it but i do kind of have an internal clock that i'm trying to be aware of so i'm not just it's not like three years from now, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cool. But I will say as far as writing goes, about 90% of the album is done. 
So nice. I look forward to it. Yeah. So you play shows, right? I I'm not a huge show player, which is really uh, funny. I I would love to play more shows, but it's it's really interesting being a solo artist playing mm-hmm. shows in Oklahoma. And so uh, it, it seemed easier in actually where I went to college in Springfield, Missouri, because it was a lot more singer songwriter. You know, you could go to a coffee shop and sing and this, that, that environment's not very much um, approachable here in Oklahoma, but it, it's very band oriented. So there are a lot of bands that play a lot of gigs mm-hmm. and, and they're great, but, but one thing that I, you know, I was talking to my manager about is he said, you know, because it is kind of hard for me to get shows here. He was like, it's just a really good time for me to focus on writing and releasing versus um, playing shows. And so I do have some shows in the future that me and my manager are working towards. But for right now, I'm really just focusing on writing. Yeah. I did like stutter around playing shows because I know there's one band that literally only puts out music and they've never like played a show and it's insane the fact that (laughs) like they're so good they're so like their music warrants a show you know what i mean yeah like visually but yeah they just don't do it yeah so have you ever been on tour are you going on tour do you have plans for that i have not but my hopes for this next project is that by the time I do release and I do have a, a promotional kind of campaign set up that I have some sort of tour I don't know what that's going to look like yet, yeah. but um, yeah, it's still a brainstorm process, but working on that right now. So cool. Uh, so with all your background in like musicals, when you do a show, is there like um overlap between them or um as far as like as far as the uh, feeling of it or right like performing that kind yeah of i i just love performing in general and so i think and this is one thing that <clears throat> my <laughs> beyonce and i talked about was it's like sometimes when i like want to play a show like with my music i like want to take on this like different persona which Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of artists do just for like a visual element you know and but i i have kind of started to want to get away from that and be more just myself and you know and so i would say yeah it it's just i just love performing so I, i feel that adrenaline of you know performing and um it is it is so much different though when it is your own music it's almost just there's like a lot more pressure i don't know like even down to the, the dumb specifics of remembering lyrics. Like, yeah. of course, it's like, oh, we're human, you know? We, we can forget other people's lyrics all the time, but as soon as you forget your own lyrics, it's like, why? How are you forgetting your own lyrics, you know? So I've actually done that a couple of times. Where I forgot my own lyrics. Um, it's just funny. But um, yeah, I, I it's, it's similar in that instance of performing, but still different vibe for sure, so. Yep. So I know you've done comedy, is that right? Yeah. Do you like do? Acting. Is it just acting or any stand-up? No, it's primarily just acting. I've done more comedy acting than I have anything else, which has only been on stage, really. 
I haven't done any film that was a comedy yet. So, yeah. And then I did my first songs I released, everything up to I Still Think About Us that I released before that album was like not really my artist sound. It was like I was getting into production. I was like messing around with like hip hop and like bringing in comedic elements for writing. And so I guess there was some comedy in my writing a little bit, but that was pre my actual artist aesthetic, I guess. Yeah. So did you go to school for like music, music production, stuff like that? I did not. I actually went to school for computer science and mathematics. Nice. And so um, that's what I studied and I did music on the side, but it was really cool that I went to a college that was a liberal arts college because there were a ton of people around me mm-hmm. in the music scene that were you know, either inspirational for me or pushing me to be better at what I was doing musically. And so it was kind of cool because I felt like I got best of both worlds. So it like felt like I went to school for music because I got so much out of school and the music industry, but I didn't. So who are you listening to now? Like musically wise? My, my inspirations kind of haven't really changed. I would say my two biggest inspirations are still uh, 1975 and Coldplay. But Justin Hurwitz and Hans Zimmer, I'm always listening to them, literally always, like every day. And so uh, a lot of inspiration I'm pulling from them, especially for my new project. I still listen to Lainey a lot. Um, Harry Styles has been a recent uh, inspiration for me. And so um, just kind of his aesthetic as a solo artist, because a lot of my inspirations are pulled from bands. And it's like, how do you be a solo artist and be super inspired by bands, you know? And so I think he has done that really well and personified kind of a band presence, but being a solo artist. And so that's kind of where I've drawn that inspiration from. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming you've been to like a lot of those concerts. Do you have... um... I've been to two Laney concerts, actually three. And, And then I've been to... I've seen 975 twice, but only at music festivals. I haven't seen them in their actual concert setting yet. So I haven't seen Coldplay yet. I'm pretty sad about it. Yeah. They haven't put anything out in a while, no? Well, they released an album last year, but it was very, like, kind of under the rug, like, Mm -hmm. and very different from any of their other stuff. So are you looking at doing, like, music festivals or, like, shows like 1975 or like Laney? Was that kind of I, aesthetic? Yeah, no, I, I would love to do music festivals, and that's definitely on my future radar. I, I know that I have a lot to build up until I get to that point, but um, yeah, that's something that I want to do. So Yeah. So we're both quarantined or starting to come out of quarantine. Has your artistic process been any different throughout this, or you just have more time? to do stuff it's funny because i i really haven't had more time because i'm still working i just work remote Mm -hmm. and so um it's things because some of my friends are like man i just have so much time to do this and that i'm like i don't so um but i it has been kind of a push for me to because i i guess in a sense i don't have more time but at the same time because there's nothing else to do it's like I guess I'll just do that, you know? So um, it's been a push for me in that area of just 
really trying to finish writing this project and finish um, getting a demo for each song. And it hasn't really changed any of my artistic approach other than the fact that I can't go to a coffee shop and write. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I still have friends that I uh, collaborate with that'll come over and we'll work together for several hours, several hours and then they'll leave, you know? And so that really hasn't changed any at all. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. I don't think I said this on your 1 million, right? On Boulevard. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, that you. was recently, right? Yeah, about a month ago. So yeah, yeah, pretty big milestone for me. How'd that look? And that came out maybe two, two years ago. Yeah, it came out to 2018 in April, and so it was funny because I, my goal upon releasing that album was to get it to uh, 500 monthly listeners. That's all I wanted. And mm-hmm. so, uh, cause I'd only gotten up to like 200 ever. And I was like, I just want 500 monthly listeners. That'd be so cool. And so I remember within the first week of releasing that album, I got up to a thousand monthly listeners and I was like, what is happening? Like it was so weird to me. And so um, I just didn't expect it to do as well as it did. Of course, I hoped it would, but I didn't. I didn't really expect it to. And then I, I yeah, I, it was like unfathomable to me for Boulevard to get a hundred thousand streams, let alone a million. So when I hit the hundred thousand streams mark, it was like, whoa, okay. Like I feel like maybe this is going somewhere. And now hit a million, and just going to continue to try to grow from there. So, yeah. Uh, did you think that it would be that song or did you have another song in mind that would have blown up? I know Lainey, they thought, I think they thought Made in Hollywood was going to blow up like huge. And yeah. then I Love You So Bad was like yeah, everything. Exactly. And I, yeah, that's, that's something I read too. And that kind of made me laugh because if you listen to the two, you would think that I love you so bad would, you know, blow up more. But I mean, yeah, I, I kind of had the same for me for that album. I thought it was going to be between Boulevard and impatiently falling. And so, um, I, I didn't know which one would do better between those two. Um, but impatiently falling never hit discover weekly on Spotify, like, like Boulevard did kind of immediately. Um, but Impatiently Falling just recently started hitting Discover Weekly. So it's interesting. But um, yeah. So I, and it's funny because I have an idea for this new project, what I think, like between a couple songs, what I think will do better. But I just never know at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. I know your fiance is a fashion designer, fashion business owner. And yes. I know music and fashion do like kind of blend. Do you guys have any like creative like flows together? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, no commonalities. She, she's awesome. And she, it's funny cause she's like, so not music minded uh, at all. <laughs> so she, I'll try to get her input on music and she's like, I don't know, you know, but I was like, okay. So, but um, as far as fashion goes and just like, She's very creative in general, other than just fashion too. So that's really been helpful. I'll get her input on like promo or even down to my covers, you know, like actual album artwork. 
And so she has been helping me a lot with brainstorming ideas for my new project. And I'm going to have her help me with like new merch and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for uh, her creative touch on those elements. So yeah, yeah. I guess we are, we're working together, but it, a lot of what we have been working on together will be future oriented. So cool. Uh, so how would people be able to find you on social media? Do you have TikTok? I do. Are you on that? I do have TikTok. Yeah, I, I don't use it probably as much as I should just for fun, but I do have a TikTok and I have Instagram and Twitter. I barely get on my Facebook, so don't <laughs> try to look at me there. But Do you have a Facebook page? I do. Yeah. Just, yeah, just Adam Ragsdale. It's just a music. It's an artist Facebook page. So, so with, um, tic, with uh, TikTok, are you using it just like personally, or like, do you do any music stuff on there too? I've released two videos of me playing piano, but that's as far as it's gone for music. I have ideas for like singing and stuff on mm-hmm. TikTok, but I kind of just wanted to use it as like a source of me just being dumb. Yeah. So I haven't really focused on utilizing that platform for my artist. I'd say Instagram is my main source for that. Thank you to Adam Ragsdale for coming on the show. You could check out some of his social media and his music in the show notes. Thank you so much again to Brenton Wainscott and the band Jaden for the music you've heard throughout this and every episode that's come out so far. You can check out their music in the show notes as well. My name is David Tan, and that's Like the Color.